All right, podcast family, I've got a question for you all. Does your hospital screen your admitted antepartum patients that may be there for days or weeks for mood disorders? Well, if it doesn't, it probably should. Most hospitals, of course, have a high risk or an antepartum service, and these are the patients that are admitted typically for at least one up to multiple weeks. Right now, for example, on my service, I have a patient that's been admitted now almost 10, 11 days with preterm pre-labor rupture of membranes, and she's just at 28 weeks. She still has weeks to go. Thankfully, our hospital has implemented a universal admission screening process for mood disorders. Specifically, I'm talking about depression and anxiety. Now remember that the college already says to screen for these issues in the prenatal period during your prenatal office checks. But we tend to forget, let's be honest, about our admitted patients. So in this section, we're going to review a soon-to-be-released, that's May of 2021, new systematic review covering the prevalence of depression or anxiety during antepartum admissions for obstetric complications. This is Brittany, a fourth-year medical student at Texas A&M University and soon-to-be OBGYN. This is Clinical Pearls. Perinatal mood and anxiety disorders are conditions that affect a woman's health during pregnancy or up to one year postpartum. Maternal mental health conditions are one of the leading causes of pregnancy-related deaths in the United States. The incidence of suicidal ideation and intentional self-harm in pregnant or postpartum women has been increasing over the past 15 years, and it has been estimated that suicide accounts for up to 6.5% of all maternal deaths. Women who experience pregnancy complications are at particular risk for the onset of perinatal mood disorders or relapse of underlying mood disorders. Now, this is compounded by these antepartum admissions. So women who are in a hospital sometimes face social isolation or separation from loved ones. They also have poor sleep because we keep taking their vitals every four hours, and this contributes to additional high levels of stress. These women are also more likely to have a neonate requiring neonatal intensive care admission, prolonged hospitalization, and complicated postnatal course, which also adds to risk factors for symptoms of postpartum mood disorders. So the aim of this systematic review that we're summarizing, again, coming out in May of 2021, is to review the systematic review in this meta-analysis that sought to look at the prevalence of mood disorders in women who are admitted, who are pregnant, of course, with prenatal complications for prolonged stays in the hospital. All right, so this article is going to come out in Obstetrics and Gynecology. The population studied was pregnant women at any age and at any gestational age at the time of the study. The exposure of interest was antepartum hospitalizations. Studies were included in the systematic review and meta-analysis if participants were hospitalized in an antepartum unit for any length of stay for a medical or obstetric complication. Patients with any comorbid psychiatric or other medical conditions were included.
The outcome studied was the prevalence of depression or anxiety identified by either a validated self-reported scale or a diagnostic interview. A total of 39 studies met inclusion criteria for the systematic review, of which 18 were included in the meta-analysis for the primary outcome. Now, the composite mean patient age was 30 years, and most patients were multiparous. The mean gestational age at admission to the antepartum unit was around 33 weeks. Now, before I get into the results, let me give you a little personal spin here, a little personal perspective. So when my wife was pregnant with our first child, well, actually, it's our second pregnancy, but our first pregnancy was lost in a miscarriage. So our second pregnancy, but our first child, she was admitted at 28 weeks with preterm labor, and she stayed admitted until 34 weeks. And it was rough. Of course, I was still working. I had just finished residency. I was just launching the practice. So I was going between the practice and call and seeing my wife in the admitted high-risk unit at Parkland. And I'm telling you, depression is real. When you're stuck in a hospital for six weeks, think about that and uncertain about the fate and the outcome of the pregnancy. I mean, this is real. So I'm glad that people are finally paying attention to maternal mental health because it's such an often overlooked issue. Well, according to the systematic review, the estimated prevalence of the depression outcome was 34%. And the estimated pool prevalence of anxiety in that population was 29%. Those are huge numbers. Again, in those patients admitted to the antepartum unit for any maternal or OB complication, depression was found at 34% and anxiety at 29%. All right, so what's our take home here? Well, symptoms of antenatal depression or anxiety are common among women admitted to antepartum units with pregnancy complications. This meta-analysis estimates that one in three women will have a positive depression or anxiety screening test result or based on diagnostic interview during their hospitalization. That's one in three. Now, compared with previously reported estimates of the prevalence of antepartum mood disorders in the general OB population, this meta-analysis states that it's twice the prevalence of symptoms of depression and or anxiety among pregnant women that are hospitalized in the antepartum time period due to a complication. So that's the clinical pearl. Depression or anxiety is twice as common in all of our OB patients that are admitted in the antepartum service for some medical or OB complication. All right, podcast family, that's why screening for antepartum mood disorders on the antepartum unit, not just in the prenatal clinic, is so vital. Studies show that as many as 50% of patients are not screened or are misdiagnosed before they deliver. Because evidence suggests that postpartum depression and anxiety disorders are often a continuum of underdiagnosed or undertreated antepartum mood disorders, antenatal screening and referral is recommended, of course, as we just said, by ACOG, but it's also recommended by the U.S. Preventative Service Task Force and a lot of other professional and international national organizations. Universal screening on admission to the antepartum unit should be investigated as a potential tool to better identify and treat women at risk of perinatal mood disorders. So here's a final message. These results highlight the importance of education, 
support, and interventions for women on antepartum units. There's a small body of literature on interventions to improve in-hospital depressive or anxiety symptoms, and that can include things like acceptance-based therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, even yoga, relaxation techniques, some music therapy. Some people have investigated pet therapy for these patients. There's bed exercise programs. There's aromatherapy. And even some stress coping apps that can help with this. It's important to recognize that in addition to pharmacological treatment, interpersonal therapy and cognitive behavioral therapy interventions are the most well studied and the most effective treatment and preventive strategies for perinatal mood disorders. You all know I've said it before, I'm a big fan of cognitive behavioral therapy. My goodness, that was part of my TED talk that I did in March. Cognitive behavioral therapy absolutely works. So adapting these evidence-based, low-cost, and low-intensity interventions that are designed to be self-administered or administered by even non-specialists can be investigated in future research to help our antepartum patients beat depression and anxiety as they're already dealing with their medical or their obstetrical issues. Well, that's it. Short and sweet. We have covered and summarized a new study coming out in May 2021 in obstetrics and gynecology, the Green Journal, talking about the prevalence of mood disorders, specifically depression and anxiety, in our antepartum admitted patients. Thanks for being part of our podcast family, and we'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls. Mm-hmm.